it's a it's a menu left on the track, but still, you know, we have to be in the one piece. We have to keep it. We should have to come down. Um, but I think so far uh, looks good. Uh, I think uh, we still had a little bit struggle in terms of carburants, but uh, we see it's a long way. We, if we can adjust a little bit, uh, try to adjust and uh, just uh, build the car more better for the uh, you know for the next session. Thanks, Corey. Let's uh, let's hear from Tom. Uh, Tell us about your stint so far, or your, how it's going for you guys. Yeah, we had a pretty difficult start. Um, yeah, we got a few things wrong on the old tire pressures uh, for that first stint, so that was that was really difficult. But we we managed to rectify that uh, over the next couple, and you know we were able to get ourselves a little bit back in the in the race there and a bit more competitive. But uh, the Cadillacs look super quick, um, so it's definitely going to be a long, long race. Still a lot of work for us to do. Uh, like Murray said, you know our cars we're not there yet, but hopefully the race in the track comes to us uh, over the next you know few hours. But uh, it's definitely chaotic out there, that's for sure. Go to questions. Go to Jordan. I'm Jordan Bianchi, I like this is for Kumi Kumi. Uh, can you talk about that pass, the number ten car on the opening laps there on cold tires? Ten car. Yeah, you passed the stand. Well, uh, Albuquerque. Oh yeah, it's not. Okay, good movie, me. Yeah, no, I mean, it would look. I mean, Thank you. From the <laughs> 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 I completely forgot. That was ten. I was ten was behind in the last, you know, couple of laps. That's why I, I had. Where well, yeah, is the position to the tank? Yeah, actually, I, yeah, I was starting behind the tank. Yes. Some, some other drivers seemed to think you were a little maybe too aggressive. Where would you respond to that? Well. You know me. It's no surprise, maybe. <laughs> I can't say. I, I drive like normal, to be honest. I didn't go crazy. I tried to manage the, the minimum risk, to be honest. But uh, if it looks like, maybe. Go to Jenna. Hey, for all three of you. Um, you all mentioned movies specifically. You said 60 cars out there. It's chaotic. It's aggressive. Um, how do you handle it? Um, I mean, the, the most difficult part is, is probably after restarts and stuff like that, where you're, you're coming up on a bunch of, you know, the cars are still packed together. I think just before, I don't know if it was middle of that last sort of stint there, after the uh, yellow, yeah, then we came at one point on, like, it felt like the whole GT field, and, and that was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. So it's, it's quite difficult to, you know, when they're racing, when they're super close, and then obviously Bordet got caught out at turn one with a GT spinning, so you've just got to dodge everything. You have to be super alert. It, it, you know, you can't relax at all. You feel like you're you're completely on edge for the, you know, the whole time you're in the car, so it's pretty challenging, but you just have to, you know, this is such a long race, it's, you've just got to be smart really about it. Yeah, I think the same, me and Tom went through the same pack of traffic, and it gets dicey when we go low, off the six and they're still high and, and the crossover point so yeah, it's going to be a really tough long night and I think it's who's there in the in the morning with a clean car still because uh, I think a lot's going to happen in this race even though it's going green for a long way it's you got to be so alert and yeah there's 60 guys and now they're going to run through different drivers and stuff like that so it's difficult to learn and manage who's in the block car. Well, what about you in traffic? Yeah well, well. I think uh, it's, it's pretty difficult compared to the last two or three years. But well, I think uh, in the end of the race, probably, I think it's going to be 14 car wrecked or something like that. So just we have to survive this stage. And uh, I think tomorrow will be a little bit less trouble for everyone. And I think, you know, the 
all the gentlemen drive over there, everybody get more experience to how the you know the game being positioned to us. So it's going to be more easy, I guess. So try to survive uh, until the night or clock night, and uh, we see how it goes. Additional questions? Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious. Um, how do you guys sort of pace yourselves when you're in the car, knowing the conditions and knowing that you need to get to tomorrow, and, and holding back or throttling your own natural urge to be aggressive? I'm starting. <laughs> well, um, I mean, when once you're in the car, you, you know, we're all quite experienced drivers here, uh, and it's a 24-hour race, so it's it's all about risk management uh, ultimately. Always, you know, you're always trying to take the car to, you know, basically the, the, get the most out of it at, at all moments, um, especially in the start of racing because, you know, it's just, it's so chaotic out there. So, uh, but I mean, it's, it's just all about managing the risk, to be honest. Uh, there's, there's nothing really more to it. Um, you know, when it's not about being aggressive or not aggressive. Obviously, at the end of the race, when you're, you're really fighting for, for victory or for the podium or whatever it may be, you know, you're going to be a little bit potentially more aggressive when you're racing one another, but, you know, you still have to manage the traffic, you still have to manage, you know, all the elements and, and whatnot, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just about being clever, really, in these races with so many cars on track. Yeah, anything to add either? Uh, I don't have the question. <laughs> how, how do you manage? No, I was watching the TV, so. <laughs> Did you like what you saw on the TV? Very important. Very good. How do you manage your own uh, urge to be aggressive and, and pace? Oh. Yeah. No, I think uh, I don't need to manage. I mean, just, you know, you have to judge if this guy give it away or not. You know, it's not taking risk, at least. I try to not contact at all. I mean, this is a target anyway. So for myself, when, when you're overtaking like slow GT or whatever, MP3, it's not trying to take a risk, just if he realized I'm there or not. I think this is the most important part of taking risk because if he knew he was looking mirror at least, if we dive, still he can avoid the collision. But it's only problem if he don't look and we dive. I mean, this is miscommunication is going to be the most risky part. So this is what I'm doing on the track. So I, I would say it wasn't really taking risk. And we, I'm going to go dive, for example. Try to not, uh, you know, go in same direction. So instead of going inside track, if you overtaking from outside, probably you can die because anyway, car going to inside. So we do we not stop. So I think this is the way how you handle it. Additional uh, questions. Here we go. It's expensive. Oh, getting yeah. expensive. Earl, um, first stint with your new team, um, how'd you feel? Yeah, it, it was really good. I mean, first stint, there's still a lot to learn. It's quite a different style compared to the to the GC stuff around here. And that's yeah, just a matter of trying to survive. I think we all know, all of us, that the race is not one today. It's it's one tomorrow. So um, yeah, it's just a matter of cruising around. Chip gave us some good instructions not to damage it and make sure that it's nice and clean tomorrow so um, yeah it was, it was good fun I mean the, the category is awesome and you don't want to get out of the car you want to do stand up to stand up to stand because it's really fun carving the traffic and, and doing all that stuff. Anybody else? Okay guys go get some rest. In the number 10 car uh, we've got a full uh, couple of stints uh, talk us through that if you wouldn't mind. Yeah um, <laughs> I was not expecting that uh, speed from the Cadillacs in the beginning, just like, just cool them. They were a little bit quicker on us with the cold tires. 
uh, in the beginning. The car is very good, our car. Uh, at this stage of the race, we don't have uh, so much pace for them. Uh, they are completely controlling us, but uh, it's a long race. Normally, when the track evolves a little bit, I expect to be a little bit closer. We have a little bit advantage of top speed on the straight, but we just cannot stay with them on the corners or tractioning out out of the coastal corners. Um, yeah, I mean, traffic, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I think I will be happy if I finish this race so much on the limit that we need to be to stay up with the other guys and without any mistakes because I, I think it's super easy to do a mistake. The LMP2s are really, really quick. It's hard to pass them. So um, it's going to be interesting. And I, again, once again, I had a lot of fun. Questions? Jordan Miyake. Jordan Miyake, The Athletic. What did you think of the aggressiveness exhibited by the driver of the 48 car on the opening laps? I mean, he was not really aggressive. I mean, he was just faster than me, and he's just like we're done around, around the outside. It's just, he was, he was fast, and I think he was in control. And uh, I, I think we, we all think, I believe, that the most experienced driver is like, well, I'm going to go easy. But then you just get self-carried away with the, with the pace and how everything falls out. And uh, obviously, Kamui was had a really good car, and he was going fast and just pulling away. So I think he was comfortable with that. A couple drivers have mentioned the possibility, of, right, the conditions are right, of possible ice forming on the racetrack. Have you heard that at all? Is that a concern for you? Uh, I think we need to take ice as it goes. I mean, it changes so much if it's going to be. I've been here with when it was zero degrees and with a lot of rain. It's going to be very, very tricky with the new tires getting out with really cold tires, but the, the, it's going to be surviving that time there. Um, but again, I'm not thinking about that yet. I'm going to go in the car, I think, around midnight or something. Uh, I, I see as it goes, but I believe everyone will be trying to double set the tires to avoid as much as they can that thing. And obviously, uh, safety cars will not make our life easier. Well, Austin, <laughs> driver number 15, uh, Mercedes AMG GT3 and the GTD Pro Class. Uh, I mean, been uh, you know we're very early into this race, but uh, just how has uh, how's it been out there uh, with, with with the amount of cars and traffic you've been facing? Yeah, it's been fun trying to chase down this guy. Uh, it's been uh, it's funny. You don't know any of your competitors. I just spent an entire stint trying to catch up to him, and I just shook shook his hand and introduced myself. You know, it's it's kind of one of those melting pot races, and it's the same thing with navigating traffic. You, you work so hard to understand during the practice and the qualifying races who's driving what cars, what spotters can relate to you to, to make your life easier. I, I would say the LMP3 cars make our stints incredibly challenging because they usually stack up the GT cars a lot. And sometimes you can have good drivers and then sometimes you can have guys like that backwards in the runoff. So um, it's it's definitely a challenge. Uh, I feel like the draft has come more into play. I don't know if it's cooler temperatures than I've ever had in a GT car, even yesterday in the Michelin Pilot Challenge race. So. Um, it's been fun, um, but I think we we're able to keep the, the car in the top five most of the stint. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good start for us. And over to Matt, you uh, drive the number nine FAF Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R, uh, who, as Austin alluded to, led uh, quite a substantial part of the, the, the race here, just, you know, leading. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, 
team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Pro at the start or for that period of time, I mean, you know, certainly a long way to go. But uh, how are you feeling about your chances uh, so far? I mean, so, so far, it's looking pretty good. I would say um, had a good start. Um, could, uh, could keep the car in a good shape. Uh, looking after the tires, uh, I still had some fight. I mean, with some cars, I lost the lead, got it back, lost it. Uh, so. Uh, but every, I mean, everything is running fine at the moment. The car is, is, is spot on. Uh, the fuck guys uh, did a pretty amazing job uh, to put the car together for the race. And uh, it seems like we've got a really good pace at the moment. So Felipe uh, just took over. We are running P2, I guess, now. But uh, right behind the, the sister car or North Porsche. So uh, I'm pretty happy on how it went. And it's still very, very long way into the race, uh, very early into the race. So the moment we just kind of relax and, and drive around. Thanks, Matt. You will go to questions. We'll uh, start here in the middle, and then we'll move up. Go ahead, sir. Steve Watson, Speedway Guy, Jess.com. Um, <coughs> your first caution is obviously a little bit of organized chaos when coming to get rid of the 61 cars that are in this field. For either or both, what is kind of the strategy at this point, both under caution and in a great play, to try and work around 61 cars on the road? Couldn't hear honestly. It was a full question. <laughs> Basically, uh, the, the, the managing managing the, the, the crowded pit road yeah. with that many cars. Um, what, I mean, what is your what is your strategy, both under caution or under green, for managing? What's your strategy under caution or green yeah, managing I mean, obviously, obviously, we always try to save fuel uh, as much as we as we can on the yellow. Uh, for, uh, the shortest fueling time at the, at the stop. Uh, this is clear. I also track on the green for sure. Every, every opportunity I tried to save fuel uh, when I could in traffic. Um, and this actually, I think, helped us also to get at the first yellow to stay in the front uh, because we got a pretty quick stop. Um, and then, yeah, for sure, it's very cold outside. So you need to look after your tires. Uh, we know precautions can be pretty long. Uh, so, for sure, it's difficult to sometimes bring up the temperature and we drive quite slow behind the safety car, so you have to look after the tires, after your fuel, and uh, make sure you're ready when, when it's green. Greg, go ahead. Uh, Gregging a lot of week. Um, people, people, Mr. Garani was just in here, and he was, they were talking about the teams, they were talking about possibility of ice tonight. Is that the discussion that's among you, among the teams, that you have to kind of prepare for that in some form or fashion? 
think the only way I've prepared for it is I plan on taking my helmet with me inside of the bus uh, so it doesn't freeze from the sweat that's in it. Because <laughs> it is going to be cold. I mean, I, I can't think of one that I've done that's been this cold. And, um, you know, the, the tough part is we've had so much weather throughout the week. I guarantee you everybody hasn't been able to scuff enough tires to get you through those freezing temperatures. So um, it's it's been a while since I've had to really deal with cold tires on a on a green flight basis like, like I think you have to in these types of cars. And, um, it's very tricky and it's, uh, it, it's going to catch some people out. And I think it's especially difficult for the prototypes, um, especially you, you know, amateurs in LC3 cars. Um, that, that's where things, uh, the miscommunication in traffic, I, I think, uh, usually causes that, that caution in the middle of the night. Holly? You're good? Any others? Go ahead, Jen. Austin, um, how are you feeling? I think you had a pretty busy week. Tested in Phoenix, and then you ran yesterday's race, and now today. I feel good right now. I mean, this double stint at the beginning of the race asked me after my second triple. I guess <laughs> it's been uh, it's been like you said a really busy week, really uh, since the next gen Daytona test. Because do the next gen Daytona test, and then uh, we have all of the NASCAR production stuff during the week, and then I come here for the roar where I'm doing double duty, do the qualifying race, then go to Phoenix, come back and do practice in the GT4 after a red eye flight and then do the regular weekend, and then do the race yesterday, and then today it's been, and then the class is next week. So <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, so I, I can't really complain too much. Um, my food intake has replaced my sleep intake. Um, so that'll definitely kept, uh, catch up with me um, on Monday when I have to show up at Penske Production Day. Um, and try not to have packs under my eyes. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, and I don't think uh, anyone would look at me uh, straight if I, if I complained about the week I've had. Glamorous life of a race car driver. <laughs> Wouldn't trade it. I'm wondering, um, what, how did you, how have you liked the next gen um, car? You guys were pretty fast uh, in Phoenix. Sports stars, they're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant, Payne Stewart, Flo Jo, Phil Hughes, Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star, a new series from Crowd Network.